Hello, and welcome back to Two Mourners, One Book Club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. And today, oh, yeah. Hey! <laughs> today we Thanks are... Please. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are doing our drunk and disorderly debrief. And as you can tell, it is already both of those things. Cheers. And what are we drinking today? Uh, we are drinking a Moscow Mule that I made. Mm. And this is a fantastic recipe given to me by my friend Ellen. Thanks, um, Ellen. It is uh, one shot of Absolute Citrone, one shot of um, Pineapple Bacardi, Half a shot of lemon juice, and then um, today we put Sprite in it, but you can use ginger beer or mm-hmm. ginger ale or Sprite. It's really the, good. The citrus mixer of mm-hmm. your choice. It's delightful. And disclaimer, we are way over 21. <laughs> um, are we saying way over? <laughs> I mean, we I feel, are, but it makes me feel sad. I feel, I'm old. We're, look, this Emma, week, I'm older than you. By like a few months. This week has aged me, Jordan. Today drained me. This <laughs> it week did. drained me. This week drained Bro, me. Bro, we both went. We went to a meeting. We got ice cream. We went to our respective homes and took naps. And then we got up and I came to Jordan's house <laughs> and, we and we had tacos. tacos and now we're drinking. That, you know, that's that, a good day. Honestly, yeah. when you put it like that, actually, it's actually a pretty great day. Mm-hmm. It's just been a long week and it hasn't even been a bad week. No, it's just been just busy. a long week. But um, anyway, just want to give a disclaimer. We are over 21. Please enjoy responsibly. Yes, please drink responsibly. If you are not 21, please don't drink. If you do drink, please don't drink and drive. Mm-hmm. So just want to put that out there. Yep. We are not going to be, it's not going to be on my conscience. Nope. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, we are at our drunk and disorderly debrief. Um, we are about halfway drunk and halfway disorderly right now. Yeah, so Let's maybe see a little where, more. Where we go. I know. Um, and so we are going to go over Lee Bardugo's Six of Crows. Um, and honestly, maybe it's a good thing that we're drinking because Ugh. we've been very emotional reading the mm-hmm. entire time. You've been following along with us, which hopefully you have been. Um, you know how much this book means to us. How much all seven, but especially mm-hmm. Six of Crows means to us. Mm-hmm. And how deeply we care about these characters. So we need something to take the edge off <laughs> for sure. And so we do have a few um, prepared questions to go over and discuss today. Last time we kind of just... We, we rode by the seat of our pants. Yep. Went where the which, spirit which took us. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But it could be better. It could be better. And hopefully this one is better. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think we're also maybe a little more tipsy this time than we were last. Yeah, we pre-gamed a little bit. I think it was a good choice. I think it was too. Yeah. So anyway, first question. So the, our first question... What was our favorite part of Six of Crows by the talented, often imitated, but never replaced Lee Bardugo? Amazing. Talented. Never the same. Never the same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my favorite part of Mm -hmm. Six of Crows, um, and I talked about it when we went over this chapter, Mm -hmm. um, it's actually Kaz's intro chapter. That's right. That's what you told me. That's what you said to convince me to read these books. Mm -hmm. It is... The best character introduction I have ever read. Um, Kaz is introduced through Inez's point of view, mm. who we know is the only one who knows... She knows the most of his secrets, even though she doesn't know all of them. Mm-hmm. And she's the person that he trusts the most. Um, and they just know what the other person is going to do. And the fact that he was introduced... Through her perspective, was so good. Delightful. Because if he had been introduced through his perspective, we would not have gotten the full range of who he is as an individual. Exactly. Um, but with who sees themselves accurately? Not me. No one. The self is unknowable. Mm-hmm. Oof. That's deep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Kaz's intro when they're at the stock exchange. Um, and he gets one up on the guy from the Razor Goals, mm-hmm. um, and Inej is watching and knows what she has to do, even though Kaz didn't tell her exactly what she had to do, um, cause Kaz, it shows that Kaz was one step ahead, mm-hmm. that he trusted Inej to get the job done, that he is violent, but he's also fair. Yes. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And it just gives, oh, it just gives you such... A 
perfect it description. T- it tells you everything you need to mm-hmm. know about him and about the situation. Mm-hmm. And then we just blossom from there. I remember reading that chapter for the first time and I was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly who Kaz is as a person. Mm-hmm. And reading it through, I appreciated it more. I appreciated that it was in Inej's point of view, but reading it the second time, knowing how much yes. they mean to each other. Having the context of the whole story. That's so good. That's why I've never understood people who say, how can you reread books? Because you get something different every time you read it. And mm-hmm. having the context of the whole thing in your mind when you reread it, it makes you appreciate the work the author did to seed things. Because we have seen things born out in yeah. the seventh book yeah. and were seeded in um, Shadow and Bone mm-hmm. and Six of Crows. And it's like, what? You would have never gotten that on the first read-through. And I'm so glad that we are rereading it because there are characters introduced or characters mm-hmm. alluded to um, and things like that. Yes, like the little, like, oh, there's a soldier in the... Second army who can re- yeah. recite poetry for hours. I was like, oh, yeah. <gasps> totally. Like, oh my gosh, do you think he's gonna do poetry in season two? He has to. I hope so. He has to. That's like a big thing for him. I told you I watched the entirety of season two of Bling Empire mm-hmm. because Just the a- he's in it. The actor who plays Tolia was in it for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I watched the entire season until that episode so Me. I could see him because it was released like not long after he was announced as yeah. the character and I was like, oh my gosh. I gotta see him. And I was like, yeah. He was one of my favorites in the Shadow mm-hmm. and Bone trilogies and the Nikolai books. I love, yeah. Oh, um, so good. I love the which we'll get to their characters, mm-hmm. but I love Tolian Tamar. Um, this is a good preview for Siege and Storm, truly, mm-hmm. as well as a recap of Shadow of Six of Crows. Mm-hmm. So they are Tolian and Tamar are twins, um, and I'm a twin, and I have a twin brother, and mm-hmm. so I like almost pictured us a little. <laughs> You're bit. like, hey, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a twin. That's crazy. Except my brother, I don't think he likes poetry, um, and I also don't. He could have hidden depths. You don't know. He's a really good writer. I believe it, honestly. It kind of pisses me off. He's so funny (laughs) that you have to be, like, creative like that. He did really well in the AP English exam in high school. I believe it. He did better than I did, and I was like, what the hell? (laughs) He's so smart and so creative and so funny. He's honestly probably good at poetry. Maybe Um, he writes it secretly. I doubt it. Under his bed. Well, (laughs) why would he write it under his bed? I don't know. It's a good place to write it. I don't know. Do you write under your bed? No, I'm too fat to fit under my bed. <laughs> Jordan, no! <laughs> my fat ass can't squeeze under there. No, Jordan. <laughs> no. I write poetry in bed sometimes. Um, Ugh. but, and I, well, <laughs> my brother doesn't write poetry that I know of, and I don't <laughs> wield axes. So. You could, though. Could I? You could. I think you could pick it up. Yeah. I was going to make another joke, but I was like, no. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. All of that to say <laughs> anyway, that your favorite part is yeah. Kaz's introduction through Inej's point of view. It, I just don't, I cannot think of another introduction mm-hmm. where you just get the full scope of who a character is. I think that plays into Bardugo's main strength in Six mm-hmm. of Crows and a big way that she grew from Shadow and Bone to Six of Crows mm-hmm. is show, not tell. Because yes. we get exactly who each of the crows are, mm-hmm. but we don't get a thing like, when they were but a young boy. It's like it, we see it. Mm-hmm. It's their actions and how they're perceived by their peers. And again, I've said it before and we will probably say it again. The situational irony mm-hmm. of the characters not knowing what each other think, but because mm-hmm. we have point of view chapters from each character, we know what everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to this in later questions, but it's like, have a conversation! But you know what? Knowing that, I think maybe I've been a little too... Because with, like, Kaz and Inej, I was like, I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. they don't know. Exactly. I know, I they know but know. they... Yeah, that, that's in some of these other questions, too. But again, I have a communication degree. They just, right? Have a conversation! And they're also 17. What in the world was that voice that was like... Have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Yeah, so, they're 17. For, that's right. They're yes. children. So my favorite part was really hard. I wrote in response to this question, all of it, question mark. It's really hard to, to get, to, to find a, a good part. And I remember reading, um, 
an interview that Leigh Bardugo did about Six of Crows, like, how smart you have to be to write a heist book. And she said that's one of the really hard things as an author is writing characters that are smarter than you. Oh. She said, Kaz is smarter than me. Okay, and so again, writing we said it, Kaz, Mensa member. Literally. He would be a National, national Merit, Merit Finalist. Like... He could go to any school he wants, probably with the full ride. Yes. But then he would swindle people out of their money. He would be this full scholarship kid mm-hmm. in Ivy who was doing people's homework for bank. Mm-hmm. He but totally then turn would them be. in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But do anonymous tips. He totally would. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Lee Mardugo had that same thought. She was like, let's write Ninth House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's do a gender bit. Night. But all of that to say um, that she she was like, you have to really know your craft and how to write blind spots mm-hmm. for stuff that the character would do. Like, and that's really hard to not write yourself when you're doing character work. Mm-hmm. So, like, just so good. But all that to say, most part, most of Kaz's point of view chapters are my favorites mm-hmm. because he's so calm and collected and calculated and cruel to everyone else. And his internal monologue is, "I know what I'm doing." I don't know. What but, but I think I narrowed it down. So if I had to choose just one favorite part, it's when Inez chokes Helene at the oh. ice court. Because that's when we realize, mm-hmm. and again, this, the irony, uh, that's when we realize that slipped was a verb and not a description mm-hmm. earlier, and that she slipped on purpose to have this opportunity oh to gosh. get Helene, to get her comeuppance, and like, ugh. So I remember reading that for the first time, and I was I like, audibly <gasps> gasped. I yes. was like, <gasps> Oh, it was like, oh what? my gosh, she knew she did what? it on purpose. Because it's like, Inez slipped. And because, you know, in the history of the word slipped, it's never on purpose. And so you just don't read it as an active verb. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, wait, when mm-hmm. you see for the second time, she slipped on purpose. And it's like, what? And she chokes her and she grabs her diamond necklace and it's just like, like chef's get- kiss. <laughs> and it's a beautiful parallel to... <laughs> It's a beautiful parallel to parallelogram. Has... <laughs> <laughs> it's a great thing. Is that a fun it's, word? It is a, it's a very fun word. Okay, tangent. <laughs> when that history professor the other day said, a histography, none of y'all know what that means. I'm like, that's the history of history. I was like, I f- know what that means. I know. I took history classes. I know. I was like, I know what that means. Not that he thought we were no, dumb. No, I understood why he was saying it. it is very niche, but also, it, like... It's a very boring class. Like, they learn how to read maps and things it, like see, that. See, that was me with ethnography. It's really difficult. Mm. Or no, with ethnology. Ethnologies are compilations of ethnographies. It's a lot. I was like, I know what that is. I know. And then he was, like, bringing up these people, and I didn't have any clue who they were. But he was like, oh, you guys don't know who these people are. And I was like, that's rude hey. to assume. Hey. I don't. I don't, but I'm. But you shouldn't assume. But guess what? I know more history than you think I know. Yes. So, you want to talk about 18th century France? What do you know about the prostitutes? You want to talk about Homo habilis? I know that guy. <laughs> That's not a slur. That's an early man. <laughs> anyway, though. Um, You're going to have to cut all that out. <laughs> yeah. Blooper reel. Um, all of that to say... I think that is, it makes a beautiful parallel. You threw me off a parallel. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's a great parallel to Kaz stealing all of Pekka's shit in the last chapter. Because yeah. they both, it's not the pinnacle of what they want to do to their abusers, but mm-hmm. it's a damn good start. Yes. So that's my favorite part. But let's change gears. What's your least favorite part? So this one is hard for me to pick because I love the book. I mm-hmm. It's definitely... Um, in my top two books, and it's not number two. <laughs> um, I just think it's so masterfully crafted mm-hmm. and written and just amazing. It's so sastrofully masted. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I hope so. <laughs> not um, that gone. Not yet. Um, but, uh, maybe... I mean, I kind of came to this one quick, quickly, mm-hmm. so maybe if I thought about it more, I might have a different least favorite part, but I don't think so. So my least mm-hmm. favorite part was 
when Matthias closed the door on Nina and Hellgate uh, in the cell. Because I... I knew what was going on. Because when you're reading it, there's some doubt written in yes. about Matthias and it's, whose side it's he's on. It's her writing the blind spots mm-hmm. where we have gotten every character's internal monologue, but we still don't know for sure what they're going to do or what the plan is. And you're thinking... He's not going to do that. He loves Nina. He loves Nina. Mm-hmm. And then it's in her point of view, and she turns, and Matthias closes the door and says, uh, welcome to Hellgate, Nina Zenik. Um, it's your, well, you have a price like to pay or something. Like our debt repaid. Oh, yeah, your debt, your, yeah, that yeah. thing. Um, and he smiles, like, cruelly yeah. and coldly. And I just imagine, like, because we're reading it through her point of view, mm-hmm. so you just feel her heart her, like, break. No. Like, she thought she had actually... Gambled on it. Mm-hmm. Because she has spent the last year trying to get Matthias out of prison, knowing that he hates her, but she she still loves him. Mm-hmm. And she cares about him. And she thought they had kind of reconciled that. Mm-hmm. And then she turns, and it's like all this hope that she put into him, all this love and growth that they have gone through An together. investment. Yeah. Except not Kaz's investment. No return on that investment. Um, ROI? Um... <laughs> Oh, um, why would you do this to me? <laughs> How could Aro, you do this to me? I don't love you. <laughs> How could you do this to me? Question, Question mark. mark. <laughs> um, but that was my least favorite part. So we'll get mm-hmm. into it. In a lo- I love Nina and Matthias. If y'all have mm-hmm. been listening to this, I think Shocked. they're. Uh, I think they're my favorite characters just because it's. It's just different, and we'll get, again, that's that's the next yeah. question, so I don't yeah, want to skip ahead. questions. Um, but I just love them as a pair, mm-hmm. um, and you have all this hope, and I'm a hopeless romantic. I always want a happy ending, and I always want the people to end up together, mm-hmm. um, and you think they're going to, and you think they have come to this spot of understanding and yeah. understanding, and she turns around, because she's still trying to save... The other five crows, and she just sees Matthias. And it's scary because he does mm-hmm. take that, um, he does mimic that personality mm-hmm. of the Druskella that he was mm-hmm. very well. Um, and I can just, I remember reading it for the first time, and my heart just broke. And I went back. I went back and read some pages. I was like, yeah. there's no way. There's, there's no, no way. way. And then I went ahead a few pages, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And then I read ahead, I read through, and I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, you don't know, again, the situational irony. Yeah. Um, it, I think that is the the crowning jewel of, of yep. Six of Crows is the situational irony. Yep. Um, and that part just absolutely wrecked me because I was like, oh, I thought, I mean, again, this is a book, and they're not real people. What? But, <laughs> sorry to break it to you. <laughs> um... But I'm pretty good at reading people, and with... And even better at reading books. I, well, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm better at reading books than reading people. But No, you are a good judge of character, though. And, like, pretty quickly, I get a, a vibe of, of who someone is. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in books, like, I know characters. Like, I yes, get a grasp of who they who's are. who's slimy, who's not, mm-hmm. who's legit. And... I was like, oh my gosh, I am so wrong. And Kaz had even been like, you're so decent. Yeah. You're such a decent dude. Yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe. I fell for it. Yeah. I was like, I'm just this hopeless romantic who was like, oh, they're going to be in love. And then he just like betrayed her. Mm -hmm. So that was my least favorite part because I not only questioned the characters, I questioned my ability to read and understand people. Yes. Which I did not appreciate Lee. least favorite part is mm-hmm. not like a gripe about this was weak writing this was my least favorite part was stuff that was written so well that i was yeah, like how dare you how could you so, do this to me question mark my least favorite part i thought you said miley cyrus i was like what? miley cyrus's part my um <laughs> it's all about the climb baby my, <laughs> my, <laughs> the climb up to hellgate do you um, know that was my senior song? That was the song they chose to play at our graduation. That's hilarious. Like, Y'all are dumb. I can't even remember what ours was. It was. I, I wish I could forget. <laughs> I drink to forget. <laughs> um, my least favorite part was when Nina took the the param. 
Because uh, I was like, there's no oh, way. Oh, oh, there's no way. Like, there, there's going to be another way. Because, like, I was like, she can't do that. She's going to get addicted. There has to be another way. I'm going to cry. And there wasn't another way. And it was just such good writing where it was like she took the sacrifice play. But she didn't even <sighs> second guess it. No, there was no doubt. She, like, took it before anyone could try to talk her out of it. Because she 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 immediately looked at assessed the options, assessed where they were, and said, "This is the only way we get out alive." Because everyone else was like, "We had a good run. This is as good a way to go out as any." And she was not satisfied with that because she's a good person, and so she was like, "I'll take the hit and be irrevocably changed if that means that my friends and I are gonna leave this dock alive." And I was like, "No, no, y'all were happy for thirty five seconds." No! That was my least favorite part because it hurt. It was like real life where everyone Jordan. doesn't make it out unscathed. Jordan, there crying. were wounds and, and traumas along the way and these kids have already been traumatized so much <laughs> and you think they can't go through anymore and I'm looking at the book and there's only 40 pages left and I'm like, how are they going to get her to a trauma center in 40 pages? And they don't. They have a ship and that's it. And she was the healer. Yes, she can't heal herself. It's just, uh, that was my least favorite part because it was just so real and so sad. For y'all listening, I'm actually shedding tears over this. It's you're shitting tears. (laughs) Shedding tears. I know. Shedding. I know. I was trying to joke you out of it. Uh, It didn't work, Jordan. So that was my least favorite part. I already addressed my concerns with Yellowface earlier, but again, not enough to sour the book for me. It's I'll give, It's just something that will be interesting in the show. I agree wholeheartedly. The sh- it's different on the screen than it is on mm-hmm. paper, so I'm be very curious to see what happens there. I hope in the show, because they can't recast the like tailoring no. people, I That's hope we saying. do a like mirror of what other people see. They see that face, but when we mm-hmm. we see them, we see the like actual actor. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like the reflections in the water are like when a stand in. But <laughs> inside, lovely. <laughs> Thanks. We have to finish. We gotta, we gotta finish it. We gotta finish. When my reflection show who I am inside. Mia Salonga. Filipino. Uh, I love Mia Salonga. Uh, she played, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of the name right now, um, the goddess of love in Once on This Island. Mm-hmm. Beautiful show. I Top Ooh, five show. Top really? five show. I've yeah. never even heard of it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, it is phenomenal, but she played in the remake of it, Leah Salonga. What is, oh my gosh, I can't. The courage of a dreamer. I can't remember what her name is. Um, I thought her name was in the song, but I'm like, why would she sing her name? But why would she say her own name? Um, DJ (laughs) Khaled. But she's the goddess of love, and she sings it, and I didn't realize it was her, and I was listening to the album. And so my friend's mom told me to listen to the album, and Mm -hmm. so I did. And I was, like, driving, and at one point I was, like, crying. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. But I listened to it, and it came up to her song, and I was like... (gasps) I know that voice. Wait a second. It is the queen, Leah Salonga. Yes. Love her. Love her. Yeah. But I already talked. I'm not going to talk anymore about that. Even that, though, was not my least favorite part. My least favorite part was when Nina took Karem because it was just too real. Too sad. Um, Our next question is, what surprised you the most about Six of Crows? Why did I add this question? I don't remember... Did you, you ask did. this question? No, I did. you said this. <laughs> you, fully, okay. you fully said this. What surprised me most about Six of Crows? Um, How much I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for real though, that's my answer. Yeah. Because I did not love Shadow and Bone. Mm-hmm. Well, for reasons okay. we addressed in that disorder, Drunken Disorderly Debrief. So what surprised me was, yeah, that I loved it. And then two, the pacing. Because mm-hmm. Shadow and Bone, understandably, it's a debut novel. It sets up the entire world. It has a lot of... of lifting to do for the series six of crows isn't burdened by that same thing it's in a pre-established world we know where we are we get the gist so the pacing took me by surprise 
and six of crows because it's we we hit the ground running and we don't stop running and it's so so that's what surprised me about six of crows and i really really liked the pacing i think what surprised me about the book is um uh, going a, kind of hand in hand with the situational irony mm-hmm. is how much the reader is left wondering yes. but how much the characters know Yes. So, like, with Inej um, slipping, cool. you you read it the first time, and you're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she did that. And then you read it the second time, and you're like, of course Inej would do that on purpose. She doesn't slip. But Nina didn't even know. Yeah. And so these characters are are doing things that the other crows don't know about that maybe one or two of them know about mm-hmm. or maybe none of them know about yeah but they know that it's going to work in the end exactly and that i mean there are very few books where i'm surprised Same. at what happens when you read as much as we do you start mm-hmm. to be able to predict plots mm-hmm. and stuff like that and six of crows was not one of those books and so i mean it starts with the heist because you they start in the wagon and oh my gosh oh Kaz's trauma oh mm-hmm. ah! <laughs> trauma <laughs> um and then they get to the ice court and Jesper is a fabricator and mm-hmm. you're like what what do you mean he's a oh, fabricator sorry. you're um and then uh he uses powers again in the cell and they, he, Jesper and Nina have, like, something stitched into them. So they yeah. use you like, oh my gosh. And then Kaz, who had a lockpick in his mouth. Uh, and then. On at purpose. One point, yeah. And then, and again, Inej, um, tripping so she could get revenge on Tanta Helene. And then you think, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. they've been through all of, oh, and then Matthias locking Nina in the cell. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything that Nina did that really surprised me. Um, um I mean, her taking the perim surprised me, honestly. Oh, that didn't surprise me because I knew she was going to... I, I mean, it didn't, it didn't surprise me, but it didn't not surprise me. Like, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, she she's going to go down... To, yeah. She's going to do what she has to do to save the people she cares about. That's true. And that is, like, her whole character. Her whole thing. Um, but uh, then they go through all this trauma, and they make it out, and they're going to celebrate, and then you have the guards. Mm-hmm. And then they take care of the guards, and then Brum is there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my gosh. They take that down, and then they have to deal with Nina and the Perem. And then they have to deal with Wylan being dyslexic yes. and his dad being an okay. asshole. Ugh. And then Inej is taken. That's, okay, that also shocked me. Mm-hmm. That Inej, I thought they were all going to end up together. I yeah. was like, wait, wait. Because Inej is one of my favorite characters, mm-hmm. which we're getting to, I think. Yeah. Love Inej. Uh, so it was just, it took so many different turns that made sense in the context of the book and what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But it's turns that you don't expect yeah it's just it's all the result i would say of meticulous planning Mm -hmm. well-realized characters in a well-realized world and also i will say these surprises she did leave little crumbs for them yes absolutely in hindsight Mm -hmm. you can see it but reading it the first time is like what yeah what yeah so good um so the next question is if you could ask the author anything what would it be how could you do this first of all how dare you (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a lot of questions. First, First of all, how, how dare, dare you? you? Um, if I could ask Lee Barzigo, I would love to know how she plotted this out. Yes, I would love to know what came first. Mm-hmm. The chicken, chicken or the, the egg? egg. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this. Am I shocked that we said the same thing at the same time? No. But was it still delightful? Yeah. Yes. If y'all haven't realized, Jordan and I share one we share brain, brain cell. cell. I have custody on the weekends and every other Friday. I have custody. And we share custody on Wednesdays. That explains a lot because I've been struggling every Wednesday Sorry. and Friday. Sorry. And on the weekends, I just stay at home. because I'm taking the brain cell. Uh-huh. That's why. Uh- <laughs> um, 
Um, I don't, I would, I would also ask her, like, when did you start planning this and what mm-hmm. book came first? And how did you plan out the books? Because mm-hmm. Shadow and Bone, very clear world building. Yes. Um, first person limited. And so that one, I mean, it was published first, so it did come first. And then, I mean, she grew from, she mm-hmm. took, she took not criticism, but the advice. I constructive criticism. Constructive criticism from yeah. those books and built this amazing use the world, world that she she used the world that she had already built added on to it made it more diverse more turns um yeah with the, this incredible geopolitical climate mm-hmm. just i just would love to know how she planned it out because in the first book there are things in in Six of Crows that are alluded mm-hmm. to in King of Scars and Rule of Wolves later on. Yes. But there's also... Th- also, <laughs> there are also things that are alluded to from Shadow and Bone. Yes. And vice versa for the rest of the books. Yes. So I want to know, like, what came first? Maybe even who came first? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just have a world. Sometimes you just have a story. Sometimes you just have a character. And so I want to know, like, what was, like, the inciting event? Was it a dream? Like... What happened? Mm-hmm. And how much was planned in advance? Because that's super cool. I, that's what I would ask. Mm-hmm. I would ask for advice. Because <laughs> we tried to write sometimes. I'd ask for an autograph. Oh, heck yeah. I'm in California face. next week. Should I go and find her? Yeah, you should. Lee Bardugo? If Excuse you're me. To Excuse this. me, Lee. Can I come see you? I'd love to get coffee, chat. Heck yeah. Some waffles. Ah. Uh, Ugh. Delightful. Thank you. <laughs> Your teeth are waffles. I know it's sad. It's, Why would she do that? It's very sad. <laughs> I need a post credits like first Avengers movie where they're eating shawarma. I need that with the crows eating waffles. I need that TikTok that we just watched. That, <laughs> <laughs> that frog screaming with his whole body. When Kat sent uh, it to me, I was like, Oh, okay. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, oh, that's hilarious. Yes. And then I was like, I can't focus on the rest of this. So this is, is going to be my personality for at least a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it so much. So our next question, I'm sure our answers for this question will shock the masses. Um, who are your favorite characters? Um, well, this, uh, I got to say, uh, Jan Van Eck. <laughs> I'm a fan of Tonta Helene. And <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> I'm gonna say Van Eck and Pekka's um Pekka's henchman. What is it, boss? <laughs> Those are my two favorite. No, of course not. It's my Pe- favorite is Spect. <laughs> I really love Roddy and the three lines that he had in the whole book. Love it. His name's Roddy. Makes you think of Rottweilers. It's great. I have a friend named Roddy, but his um that's his nickname. His name is Rodrigo. Oh. And so we call him Roddy. I don't think this Roddy's name is Rodrigo. I'm just going to say it. I don't think it. he's Hispanic, so probably not. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Well, I'm going to say I know he's not Hispanic because there are no There are no, there is no Grisha Mexico, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it hasn't been discovered yet, but. Oh my gosh. I'm just thinking of, of the Mexican Grisha Keftas. That, those would go so f- hard. I'm gonna oh have to bleep gosh. that. But are you kidding? Maybe. Should we make one? I'll catch Should you do make one? Yeah. Thanks. You can do it. It's okay. I give you permission. Oh, thanks. As a Latina, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that would be so that would go so hard. With the flower embroidery. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <gasps> like, ugh. Oh my gosh, that ugh. would be so cool. Super cool. Um, if y'all are listening for later seasons, this is a great idea. Yeah. Just pay us for it. Just let the, us go to set. Yeah. Pay for our trip. This is hungry. IP. Intellectual property. Oh my gosh, that would be so the, cool. That would go so hard. Oh Maybe, leave our Dugo, <clears throat> you write another book where they discover... They say, what? Oh my god. There's gosh. a south of the equator? Adios mio. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying it could happen. Uh, yeah, I really want... Dude, uh, that would go so hard. That would f- I like, know. That'd be really cool. Oh, that goes so hard. Can you imagine, like, Alina's captive, but, like, the Mexican version? Bro. Oh, my god. Ugh, with, like, mine and Aztec influence. 
say less. That'd be so cool. Lee? 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 Miss Bardugo. Please. Please. So who are your favorite characters? Oh. <laughs> this is shocking. I know. Mm-hmm. So, individually, okay. my favorite character is Inej. Okay. Because she's a badass. She is overcoming her trauma. Mm-hmm. She fights for other people. She fights for justice. Mm-hmm. But my overall favorite characters, and I, well, Inej and Nina. I do love Nina, but she does mm-hmm. have, not that she has more faults than Inej, but she's more outspoken than Inej is. Yeah. And it's just like a, a quiet, sneaky, yeah. not sneaky, I don't want to say that, that does not describe her. No. Um, but a quiet force. Yes. And yes. Nina is a loud force. Yep. But my favorite characters are jointly Nina and Matthias. Of course they are. I love them they're so just, much. They're just so good. Because both of them have their faults. They were both... Of course. Matthias raised in this military... Um, fear-mongering, mm-hmm. uh, um... Religious oligarchy. Yes, there you go. Religious oligarchy that he was taught only to hate. Only hate and fear. Yes. And Nina, who's this patriot who Ugh. can't... It's not that she can't see other people's point of view, because she does, but mm-hmm. she thinks that she's always right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's both of them coming together... This found friendship, yes. found family. Tempering each other. Yes. And it's not even like an enemies to lovers no. thing. It is a, we don't have a choice that we are. It's a mutual survival thing. Mm-hmm. Mutual survival into mutual respect. Yes. Um, and then they're friends. And then it's, it's all broken down when she reports him but Mm -hmm. that's the only option she has but she can't tell him and he doesn't know that Mm -hmm. um and their love for each other is so clear not only their like romantic love but their their friendship their yes mutual love and respect for each other is very clear throughout the book Mm -hmm. um and they both break down their biases and their walls and their prejudices because of the other person, and they both grow because okay. of what the other person has taught them. Yes. Because, like, at the end of the book, when Nina doesn't kill the Druskela, and she doesn't kill Brum, it's because Matthias asked her to. Yeah. And to show them mercy, and she said, she tells him that she, he knows like, that they're not going to show them mercy, right? They would right? kill you if they could. And he says, I know, but he's such a good, decent he person. Is. Ugh, he just um, is. And so that goodness rubs off on her and some of her spontaneity. Jordan. Hmm. Jordan. What? Jordan gave I, me a look. I can't see very well. I wear glasses. Um, some, of, <laughs> some of his goodness and decency mm-hmm. um, and honor, I would say. Yes. Not that she doesn't have honor, no, but, but he, it's a different type. I mean, it's, she's, her expertise is espionage. Yes. It's different. It's a different type of honor. Mm-hmm. And so that rubs off on her. And then her um, her force of nature personality, her outgoingness, mm-hmm. her... Um, her her humor a little bit, honestly. Yeah, her humor, her the way she relates and interacts um, with other people and gets along with other people so easily. Mm-hmm. Um and her, her jovial spirit, yes. I will say, rubs off on him. Yeah. Um, and they are, they're like two ends of, a, of a, the spectrum that come yes. together they're and like, meld. They're like magnets. Oh, yes. Just inexorably drawn to each other. Mm-hmm. So, they're Ugh. my favorite. So, my individual favorite character is Kaz. Really? Yes. Wow. This is the first time hearing. Really? This is news to me. Because I just love him. I I think that, I don't know. I feel like his motivations are very real. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, he's definitely an Enneagram 1. And I am also an Enneagram 1. And it's just... Do we think Nina's an 8? Oh, Nina's the 8. Are you kidding me? (laughs) This makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Nina's the consummate 8. Why am I a 2? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesper's maybe a nine. And Edge is a six? A six or a four. Oh. I would say. 
I don't know a ton about all the numbers. I just, like, know mine. Which is also very eight of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matthias is, like, I'm an IMP. Like, not even on the same. Like, He's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's right. <laughs> um, but I just... Another one of our questions here is, which character do you um, empathize with the most? Oh. And I would say that's also Kaz for me. Oh. Um, I just, I just love him. He's a neat mm. little guy. <laughs> 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 he hates himself. He's dark and brooding. We have me a, too. We have a lot in common. <laughs> no, I just really, I really do love Kaz. He's... Like you were saying in the show, when he showed up, you thought he was the villain. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's a very uncommon protagonist. Yes. You know? And I really okay, like that about him. Okay, but for this him. next season, it's NC-16, so we know damn well like, he's oh, going to go peaky, peaky blinders or shit. Let's go. I do see Killian Murphy in my head when I think about mm-hmm. Kaz. And, but not... I can't ever remember that actor. Freddie Carter. I love him, too. I think he's perfect for it. But Kaz is my favorite singular character. My two favorite characters are Kaz and Inej mm-hmm. because they're just, I love them because they don't, they don't pine for each other externally, but they internally. do internally a lot. <laughs> internally, that's all they but, do. <laughs> but I also love that it's not like this very, it's not an easy thing for them. Yeah. I love that they both have to work at it mm-hmm. and they just, literally the last scene without revealing too much, the last scene in Crooked Kingdom is maybe one of my favorite scenes ever in literature. And I was so shocked when I read it because she had Why would you bring that up, Jordan? Because it's so good. We're going to get to it eventually. I really don't want to give too much away because, one, I just love it. Two, I want to have something to talk about for that episode. I just spilled some Diet Coke on your carpet. That's okay. Um, There's a towel right there. Okay. You're good. (laughs) You can just... I don't know why that towel was there. It's a little concerning. So if anyone... Um, If Jordan doesn't edit this out, I lie down on the couch that we're recording on. um, Because I curled up in a ball out of sadness. (laughs) And then I knocked my Diet Coke over, which is very on brand. Because the the whole thing about Kaz is that he's a a duality. Mm. And the thing about him is that the reader starts to buy into that duality. Oh. Because he's Kaz Rietveld. That's who he is. That's just the fact. Mm-hmm. But he's also Kaz Brecker. And he builds this mythos for himself. And he and the other characters, the other POV characters in the book, buy into that mythos. Mm-hmm. And so subconsciously, the reader buys into that mythos too. And Ooh. we forget that he's not the bastard of the barrel. He's not dirty hands. He's not do anything for the... He's Kaz. He's a child. He's a person. He's a, a child everything. who was hurt. Mm-hmm. And is trying to make that hurt meaningful. Oh, and damn. so that's why I love him. But I think he's an uncommon protagonist. And so when you buy in as the reader to the mythos, mm-hmm. to everything he does, and you see it play out, and then we get that last scene in Crooked Kingdom, it twists that expectation, and I I cry. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it so much. So well, that's again, why not to spoil anything. The last like uh, ten chapters of Crooked Kingdom is just me. Oh, uh, it's just sobbing. a mess. Just a mess. We're going to have tissues for those, absolutely. But that's why Kaz is my favorite character individually Mm -hmm. and why he and Inej are my favorite together because Inej is doing the exact same thing and they're going to meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, we kind of talked about in the last episode the personality. So we talked about in the last episode Mm -hmm. is that he um, is doing it, he's thinking in the um, aspect of what others can do for him mm-hmm. and Inej is thinking in the aspect of what she can do for herself yes and so in in this oh my gosh in this um instance I would say it is um Kaz um building up this this barrier as mm-hmm. a way to protect himself exactly dirty hands is not to get the job done it's mm-hmm. to protect Kaz Reedville. Mm-hmm. and Inej is also to protect herself mm-hmm. but she even says she likes being described as dangerous mm-hmm. it's it's protecting it's themselves comfort. in a different way I had another um description and an explanation for it but my mind is <laughs> It's on thin ice. My so. mind. <laughs> but <laughs> what is the rest of it? In my mind. 
It's from Nacho Libre. I can't remember. What does he say? I He's don't like, know. um, oh my gosh. And and we get it because there are little like hints that Kaz is himself a seventeen year old mm-hmm. because Nina like makes fun of his his hair yeah. and he's like well, I'll fix my hair when I have money like you know he's still but, a little self conscious I really yes, hope they put that in season me two too but I also that felt like a very Kaz centric explanation but I do mm-hmm. also love Inej too because she's just so compelling and just such a good mirror image mm-hmm. like to their struggle just ugh, so good. So which character do you empathize with the most? I already explained kind of why I empathize to Kaz. Oh. Um, or with Kaz, I'd rather. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I know I gave you this question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, empathize is a loaded word. Um, well, that's the word you gave me. So yeah, I, <laughs> know. I know. I know. Um... All of them, no. Um, I think I empathize maybe with Inej the most. Yeah. Because, not, I mean, each of our crows, mm-hmm. um, well, I shouldn't say that. Most of our crows are in the situation they're in because they haven't had a choice. Yeah. Kaz, his brother died. Yeah. Um, Matthias was indoctrinated into his you, way of yeah. life and then... And Nina, he was a victim of ideology. Mm-hmm. Nina, not quite the same ideology, but no. less less um, severe. And they were put in that situation because they were in a shipwreck. Yes, Wyland was kicked out of his house because he couldn't read, uh, which is no fault of his own. Yeah, Jasper put himself See, that's in that Jasper's situation. So compelling to me too. Mm-hmm. Jasper, he not that he put himself in that situation, but he did put himself in that situation yeah. because. His choices led him there, mm-hmm. um, but I, I still empathize, uh, empathize with him, empathize with him, but on a different level. But yeah. um, Inej also had no choice, and mm-hmm. they were there are still children when this book happens. There are children when these tragedies and big life changes happen. But with Inej, it's not that her family is killed. She she has no. She was stolen. She was. She was stolen. She was taken from her family. And she doesn't have that closure. Exactly. Because Kaz knows Kaz that his knows brother coming back. and his dad and his mom. Wait, do we ever find out what happened to his mom? I think they, it's like a throwaway line where like she died of like a fever. Mm. His family is dead. Matthias's family is dead. Nina's family is dead. Essentially. Basically. Like she, her family is the second army, which is why she feels mm-hmm. so strongly about Ravka. Inej, she knows they're still out there. She knows they're still alive. She doesn't know where they are. She doesn't know what happened to them. They don't know what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And then she it was, was just, sold. This life just cut short. Mm-hmm. And but she, not even by death. Mm-hmm. And she was taken and sold into slavery. Mm. Um, and forced into, trigger warning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, forced into sex work as a teenager, not only sex work, but forced, um, to, forced into, to buy into fetishization. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know how to word that. There's no better way. There's just, it's, there's no better way. Forced into fetishization. Yeah, that word. (laughs) Um, not good. No. As a teenager. And so she has been forced into this life. And then. Even in that situation, she was beaten by the per- the one right. person who was supposed to take care of her, mm-hmm. and she was cheated out by the one person who was supposed to take care of her. Because remember, Tante Helene gave her an unfair contract. Yeah. Um, he was so, charging her rent while and, she was working for her. And she didn't even know. Against her will. And so she takes the opportunity that is given to her, and she makes the best out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And so I just think not because they all have their own tragedies um, and it's all difficult. And I'm not going to say that one tragedy is bigger than another. That's not what we're here for. Absolutely not. But hers is a different kind of tragedy. Yeah. um, Because it is directly happening to her. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, Because, you know, Nina could have gone home. mm -hmm. Nina could have gone home. Matthias... You know, Matthias was learning the rhythms of Hellgate mm-hmm. and the ways to make it a more tenable stay. Mm-hmm. Kaz, Jasper has a dad who loves him who sent him to college. Mm-hmm. And he could go back 
Wyland. Well, Wyland's in a tougher spot, but still has some of that privilege from being a merchant's Mm -hmm. son. And Kaz could burn the world if he wanted to. Yeah. Inej... Her agency was stolen. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's trying to find that again. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just so heartbreaking that this stuff happens in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's disgusting. And it's the the trauma that she's, again, not comparing traumas. I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, trauma's better or worse or, mm-hmm. you know, it's all relative. It's just a, a different kind of trauma that no one should ever, ever have to go through. Yeah. Um, and so that, I mean, every, everything we learn about Inej, my heart just, just breaks and you just have, I mean, we did it in the podcast multiple times where we just have to pause because the villain, Inej's main villain is so evil and real and real. That's the thing Mm -hmm. that's scary is that she's real. It's that there are Tanta Helene's in Mm -hmm. the world right now. So getting away with it. Yeah. So I would say empathize with, with Inej the most. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is a fun one. Are there any characters you would deliver a lecture to who and on what? And I wrote all of them. <laughs> and um, efficient and kind communication. Because <laughs> none of them are good at that. I, I took a comm theory class in college, and that was life-changing, and the professor was absolutely amazing. Nice. Um, but I think I would have all of them take that class. Literally, they, and, they all need it. Yeah. And go through the different um, theories within communication and how to interact and why we interact the way that we do. Mm-hmm. And what is the most um, efficient way to interact. Yes. That might be good. Maybe also um, talking to Jesperg about gambling. Yeah. <laughs> That, that feels less like a lecture and more like an intervention. You know, like, surprise, you have a problem. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Maybe also give um, Matthias a lecture about nationalism. Maybe. I feel like Matthias, though, could give a lecture on nationalism at some point. Well, maybe after a little more growth. Yeah, like, hey, guys. Okay, well, let me say this. Give Matthias a lecture on the um, negative outcomes of nationalism. and. Go nationalism compared to patriotism because he thinks he's not a patriot. The same thing. He thinks he's a patriot. He's a nationalist. Yeah. Until he meets Nina and he's like, oh, well, maybe. Um, hmm. So maybe give him a lecture on the differences between nationalism and patriotism. Yeah. Um, give That'd be neat. Inej, perfect. Perfect, no notes. Yeah. Uh, Nina? Jailer vaults, but you know what? Perfect. You no know, notes. yeah. She, <laughs> I would just... I would give Nina a lecture on something, like, I feel like she would enjoy. Oh, yeah. You know? Not, like, an angry lecture, but I would be, like... Put her on the Great British Break Off. Yes. <laughs> the Great yes. British Break Off. The, the Great... <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called in, in the Grisha verse. The Great British Bake Off. Yes. Get, put yes. her on that show. Make her a judge. Ugh. Oh, yeah, she did just She would eat. love that. Uh, maybe give Kaz a lecture on... Um... Trickle down, I could not. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Um, maybe give him a lecture on PTSD uh-huh. and like mitigation strategies. I was gonna say maybe give him a a a lecture on communication. Just him. Mm-hmm. He, I think he needs it the most. He does like, need it the he's most. He's like, you're an investment. He's like, why are my friends mad at me? But also, <laughs> I didn't tell you because you're a liability. You're an investment to me. You have a job to do. I'll worry about that when I'm rich. I can't figure out why my friends don't like me. Yeah. Buddy. Kaz no. is the one who needs Friend. communication the most. They all do, but definitely Kaz. But Kaz the most. Um, Wylan. Maybe just give him some extra flute lessons. Yeah. You know? Um, I would give him a lecture on self-love. Oh. He gets better at it, yeah. but there's always he room grow. for more. Yeah. Give him... <gasps> Here we go. Wylan and Karama. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Nina okay, and... no, we need to make this a recurring yeah. segment on our mm-hmm. d- our debriefs. Um, so Wylan, pairing Wylan and Karama. Yes. Learn about self-love. Yes. Nina and Antony. Yes. Um, she would love that. Uh, let's see. 
um, Matthias and Tan. Really? I mean, I would say Matthias and Bobby because Bobby has church trauma. Well, I was thinking in the context of what they do in the show, but yes. Oh. I, I thought they could sit and talk about that together. I mean, yeah. You know? I could, I could put Matthias and Bobby. Um, uh, oh, Inej and uh, JVN because Inej has oh. beautiful hair. Yes. JVN would love her. Mm-hmm. And they would just Ugh. be great friends. Yes. Um, Kaz. I would put Kaz and Tan because I think Tan wouldn't deal with his bullshit. Oh, yeah. You know? And then, okay, Kaz, Inej, and Tan. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. uh, or, well, no. I, I think would... Inej needs to be with JVN. Yeah, I agree. Because mm-hmm. they would pamper her yes. so much. And she, she, would need she needs that. that. And uh, they would have a great talk Inej at the same and JVN, time. Yeah, Inej and JVN would come out BFFs. And I love yes. that. Love that for them. Tan and Kaz, because Kaz would be like, I need my gloves. And Tan would be like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because um, what we're doing is we're scaring our loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's it. You would fi- like, like they, I think they all need time with mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. But I think that Tan would see Kaz's whole thing and be like, bitch. Yeah. You know? What's that Ooh, meme? That you know bitch what? you live like this? <laughs> like, Maybe Jesper and Bobby because Jesper's a fabricator. And oh. And he and Bobby could Yes, they could. Yes. And his energy could go into that and he would stop mm-hmm. gambling. Yes, because we have talked, mm-hmm. we, we alluded to it a little bit, and then we talked about it a little bit more, but a big thing about Jesper is that he's been, like, just squashing his Grisha power for so long mm-hmm. that we know that when Grisha don't use their power, they're weak, they're sick, it can manifest in illness, and gambling addiction is an, an illness, illness. and so, so that's okay. the outlet for it. So, Bobby and Matthias talk about church trauma mm-hmm. while... Jasper builds the new yes. House. There we go. Yes, and maybe Karamo swings through to talk to Jasper. You know, yeah. They like I said, they all need time with all of them. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. I'm what just I picturing Nina and Anthony coming out of it and being like, "We made waffles." Can you just? Imagine? They would have so much fun in the kitchen too. Like, can you imagine? And Nina would be super happy about what's happening. Wyland would be super happy about mm-hmm. what's happening. Jasper would be super happy about what's happening. And Nez would be super happy about what's happening. Kaz would be pissed. Yeah. But a week later, he'd be integrating all of the yeah. shit that Tan told him. He would be he would be kind of thrown a fit and like hesitant You're and wrong. resistant to it at first. Like, I know what I'm about. And Tan's like, okay, well, what you're about is these weird little gloves with slits in the fingers. What is that for? You don't need that. This trench <laughs> coat. Love it. Love it. We can the keep this. The fedora does have to go. <laughs> we can keep this. That's a sentimental. The cane, totally functional. Um, I don't know how I feel about <laughs> These the trousers crow. are hitting <laughs> the wrong spot. We mm. want to tighten this up. Show off that lovely figure. Yeah. <laughs> and Kat, I think he fully would be yeah. like very uncomfortable. But then it like be like, are oh, they yeah. still keeping up with it? He would absolutely be keeping up with it. So let me just say, this vest, it's totally not working. It's very out of style, very out of fashion. It's <laughs> maybe, maybe let's switch the vest and this trench coat into like a fun jean jacket. <laughs> um, I maybe would like love a nice button down. Everything in this closet is black. I would love to see some color. <laughs> Your skin. Skin tone, absolutely lovely. <laughs> and I just really think that a pop of colour. I want to see you in some velvet. But absolutely, this fedora has to go. Has to go. Who are I you? know Inej worked really hard to get this for you. So I will... <laughs> I, we, we can keep it, but let's will, not wear it anymore. I will allow you to keep it for sentimental purposes. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? You do have such lovely hair. Uh, and then meanwhile, Karamo and Wyland are walking down the docks, and he's like, so tell me about your relationship with your dad. He's like, well, I can't read, so my dad kicked me out. And Karamo's like, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Karamo's like, it can be really hard, you know, like, you don't understand reading. Sometimes people don't understand each other. <laughs> and Wyland's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wyland would fully be crying by yeah. the end of a session with Karamo. He would be definitely one of the ones hugging him, like, you changed my life, man. Karamo would like definitely have him like say affirmations in front of a mirror with him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I love it. And he's, he's like, like, "I hired you, dyslexia specialist." Oh my 
He's like, if Ugh. you want to use it, great. If, if not, not, that's okay. You still you have work. Are perfect the yeah. way you are. Mm-hmm. And Violet would just be like, and they get <gasps> matching LA caps. Can you imagine Wyland in a Dodgers cap? No. Oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. Um, and then Inej uh, and JVN, and it's just like, gorge, love, this hair yes. is everything. Using the new JVN products, which yes. okay, I love. Which are good. They're fantastic. Uh, I need to um, invest. Oh my gosh, they had a sale over Black Friday, and I almost spent a lot of money, but I didn't, because I, I still have some. Mm. Um, but can you imagine just like going through being like, oh my gosh, Ugh. this hair, absolutely gorgeous. Maybe not super practical with all practical? the knives we use. So let's braid it. <laughs> let's like add a little braid. I and can that totally can see them being like, honey, let's put a knife in this braid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Functionality uh, and cuteness. There's a character in the show that uh, Nathan and I watch um, called Scissor 7. It's really good. Um, but she has a long braid that has a blade on the end, and she whips her hair around. It's like, <laughs> it's incredible. I really think uh, you know what JVN could come out with some hair accessories, like a, a hair tie that has a little yes, blade that, too, shing, yeah. like a hat pin, a headband. Uh that's like say this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my goodness. We went off on a tangent there, but I think it was necessary. I think that was necessary. Yeah. I think that needs to be part. I of all it, of our debriefs. Yeah, I think it tells you a lot about who they are. It really does. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which location would you like to visit and why? Ooh. We went to some great places, like the Ice Court, mm-hmm. Hellgate, <laughs> um, the, death, <laughs> the Death Barge, um, under some bridges. Ketterdam in general. I know. See, I think I would like to go to Ketterdam, but maybe I wouldn't. It's, like, a little gross. It's a little nasty. So, I would... Okay, I say this with a grain of salt. Maybe. So, I would probably have the same feelings that Inej did in Jerahome. Because it's Mm -hmm. a capital. Very white. I would stick out, like, a sore thumb. Yeah. But it's so pretty. It would be pretty. Um, So, I would maybe go to Jerahome during Ring Scala because Mm -hmm. you have all the tourists. And so, I wouldn't be, like... Yeah, it's not as... (laughs) She's not white! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... And so, like, the diversity there would be yeah. greater. Um, so I think uh, Jerahome during Ring Scholar, because they had, like, the little cards and the little That's festivals. True. And the cute little color houses. And the little color houses, yeah. And, you know, I love me, I love me an ocean. You and do love an water. ocean. That's true. I don't know. I feel like I would like to go to, like, I feel like a coffee shop in Ketterdam mm-hmm. slaps. Not the Hertzoon coffee shop, though. No. I'm thinking that like the Starbucks equivalent oh, of so the Ketterdam. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I'm thinking like the Starbucks equivalent of the Ketterdam University. Like that would be fun. What would it be called? Common frowns. <laughs> Common Kruger. Oh, um, <laughs> there we go. I don't know, but they always also talk about how they have like waffles and mm-hmm. and hot potatoes. You know, I would, I would love to go Maybe up to, like, I'd a little like street cart and get some hot potatatoes. That, hot potato, hot potato. I would, because um, they, they were saying, like, they eat, like, breakfast <laughs> potatoes and waffles and coffee, and I'm like, that all sounds really good. So I would like to go to the, um... How are none of these characters, like... Nicer part of Ketterdam and have a waffle or two. How are none of these characters, like, so overweight because of all the food? I don't know, man. I went to college and gained 50 pounds. <laughs> And Ketterdam is a college town. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is a college town. That's what I'm saying. I think I would like to go to the university side of Ketterdam and eat breakfast. That's where I'd want to go. That would be lovely. It would. You just got to be waffles. careful. They also stay in a really nice hotel in Crooked Kingdom. I'd like to stay in that hotel. In Ketterdam? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. they do. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I feel like we already sufficiently compared the, this book to other books, so we don't need to do that. So... Our last question for this drunk and disorderly debrief, which I think is living up to the name, um, <laughs> which character or characters would you most like to meet in person? Well, probably not Kaz, because I would lose... See, that's what I... I love Kaz. <laughs> He's my favorite character. I would not want to meet him. He'd be a dick. <laughs> you know? I think I'd most want to... <sighs> I said that I'd want to meet Inej and Nina. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine us and a girl getting with Inej and Nina? Bro. Oh my gosh. That would be so fun. Can you imagine Inej and Nina at Trivia last night? Oh. Incredible. I think they would be the most fun to hang out with. I'd be the least... 
I don't want to say least afraid because like they're both definitely dangerous, but like I would feel the most comfortable with Inez yeah. and Nina. You I know? think Nina could get me to come out of like my shell. Nina would make you a hinge. Oh, Jordan, we're not gonna talk about this now. Okay, I'm just saying she would. Um, <laughs> she she would be your wingman. Have you met him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Um, moving on. Oh, now I don't want to. <laughs> no, I don't want to hang out with them. Wow. No. Um, no, I think that'd be awesome. I mean, like, I think um, Nina would just, like, live in the party. And mm-hmm. Inej brings such, like, a calming presence. Right? I feel and, like, like Inej would be a great conversationalist. Because mm-hmm. I feel like she wants to talk about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But Kaz doesn't, and so she doesn't really get to. Because yeah. it's all, that's, she talks to Jesper, she talks to Nina. But I would love to have a conversation with Inej. Girl gang with Inej and Nina. Yeah. Inej, Nina, M, and Jordy. Let's what is make it happen? I-N-E. Wait. Inej, <laughs> Do Nina. Do our initials spell Inej? <laughs> <laughs> we are Inej. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait a second. Am I, I said, too tipsy to I said, know the alphabet? Wait a damn minute. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Inej or Jenny or <laughs> Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny and the Jets. <laughs> That's it. Jenny and the Jets and the no. Jets are Wyland, Tyus, Cads, no. and Jesper. Oh my gosh. I, Jordan, I was going through that and I was like, am I just dumb? Or no. do these letters <laughs> do these letters spell Inej? <laughs> I was like, I and <laughs> My name starts with an E. Your name starts with a J. That's, that's I and E J. That only yeah. spells an edge. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. Oh my gosh, uh, that'd be fun though. That's so funny. Well, those are all the pre-prepared questions we had. Yeah. So, hopefully, y'all enjoyed um, yeah. our drunken disorderly debrief over. It was drunk. It was disorderly. <laughs> yeah, that's for damn sure. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, for this debrief over Six of Crows by the amazing, incredible, Lee Bardugo. Um, we hope we, y'all continue to join mm-hmm. us. Um, the next book we are going to cover is Siege and Storm. Storm. Um, by which who? is By Lee Bardugo once no again. Way. Oh my gosh. Um, and this is the second book in the Shadow and Bone trilogy. And so we'll jump back into the characters that we left off with. So Alina, Mal, the Darkling. And we get a few new characters the that we have faces. kind of... Um, uh, spoiler a little bit um, just a in, little bit in this episode but thank you all so much for listening um, we hope you continue to join us yes. um, and uh, if you guys ever have a question, a comment, concern just want to chat or say mm-hmm. hi um, you can send us an email at twomournerspod at gmail.com it's two spelled out T-W-O, T-W-O. Um, or you can follow us on Instagram at twomournerspod um, and if so. you want to drink along, um, we do include the recipe in the mm-hmm. show notes for our Drunken Disorderly Debrief. So we would love for you to drink along and enjoy an adult bevy if you're 21 or older. Only if you're 21 or older. Other than that. I did not know that we included that in the description. I sure did. Jordan works really, really hard in the descriptions. I do. I have, and the we illustrations. Have, we have fun here. And the editing. I promise I do work. We have fun here. You do all the notes. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Yeah, I love we, doing We the both notes. also work full-time jobs. Yeah. In addition to this. Yeah. But we love it. It's a passion project. Yeah. We love the book. We love the show. And we love you. And oh, that's a good one. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for joining. And as always, happy, happy hosting. That was so good.